Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Say my name, say my name. Oh, sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Back at a Chuckery show, hanging out Tuesday night. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. Chuck Rose gets first quest, a uh, little Destiny's Child here to get us uh, started. There's a reason for this that I'll, we'll get to, and that's life. Um, but um, I love Destiny's Child. Not so much somebody else, but again, anyway. 404-726-0929. That is both our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line, and we are opening up the phone lines to you again. If the Falcons, let's just say, for argument's sake, the Falcons stay at number eight, okay? If they're not drafting quarterback, what position should they draft? Because, again, I'm very clear about the idea of you have to go find your quarterback. And, you know, I will say this. I'm always the thought of go get your guy in the draft. If a guy is a first-round talent, then there's no such thing as overreaching in the first round for him. Whether you pick first or 31st, there's no such thing as overreaching for guys who are first-round talents. My personal opinion is I don't think Michael Penix is a first-round talent. I think he's maybe a second, most likely a third-round talent when all is said and done. And I like Michael Penix, but I just I don't think he's first-round talent worthy. And I think a lot of teams are, are looking at it that way, and he's starting to get graded out, you know, because of the injury issues is a big thing. And then, again, some of the short to intermediate passing that he just, you know, was off. And, again, I promise you, he's going to see a lot better defenses in the NFL than he saw at Michigan last night. So, again, I'm if, it, if a guy's a first-round talent, there's no such thing as an overreach. And if you got to go get a guy, go get your guy. And I'm not always a best player available or things like that. If you're really bad at quarterback, you go draft a quarterback. And so I'm – pretty much set on we need to draft quarterback. But I am immensely, immensely intrigued by Jared Verse. And if I'm not drafting quarterback, I'm finding a way to get my hands on Jared Verse. That true edge guy to come off the edge and maul your quarterback and get after your quarterback. And I think Jared Verse is a fantastic college football player. Again, we'll see if it translates in the NFL. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. But where have we we've, – we've talked about this repeatedly. Oh, by the way, did you get my book uh, suggestion um, as you're texting me? I get me? all your texts, John Chuckery. Okay. Every text you send, I get it. 
How about th- this? This book is by Mike Avalone. What's the title of it? What does that say on the title? Meanwhile, back at the morgue, <laughs> a blonde on a slab, a brunette on a bearskin rug, Ed Noon on a killer's trail. Thirty-five cents. This book costs. Meanwhile, back at the morgue, thirty-five cents too much. <laughs> no, it's about forty cents uh, too much. Um, but anyway, um, I, I I love Jared Verse, and you know we've talked about this before. Look. Most of your best pass rushers come in the first round. We talked about this before. 70% of the active career sack leaders are first-round talents Seven of the top 10. 70% of the top 20 active career sack leaders are first-round talents. 70% of the top 25 active sack leaders in the NFL are first-round guys. That's where you go get your pass rush. Not second, not third, not fourth, not undrafted rookie free agents and all this kind of stuff. You go get your guy in the first round. The Bosa's, the Khalil Max, the Miles Garretts, the Micah Parsons, that's where you go get those guys is first round, first round, first round. So if we're not drafting quarterback, and I put this tweet out on Twitter over the weekend just about the idea of, and we were having fun with it because the Falcons are picking eighth for the third year in a row. I said, what, what wide receiver tight end running back are we going to take this year? And folks had fun with it, you know, again, um, but I am intrigued by Jared Verse if we're if we're not drafting quarterback. But if we're not drafting quarterback, then I'll I'll let that I'll let them draft Verse and I'll be fine. But there is no other position on the football field that should be considered besides quarterback, in my opinion, even even over Jared Verse. 404-726-0929. That's our phone line. Jump on. Let's go to David out in Tucker. What's going on, David? Hey, uh, not an original thought here, but uh, the best pass rushing defensive end you can get. Uh, failing that, uh, the best linebacker who can also blitz effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's uh, that's one of those kids out of Alabama. I mean, I know that the um, oh gosh, oh, I forget what the kid's kid's name is the outside linebacker for Alabama. Like he's he's a pass rush specialist. You know that that he's one of those guys that you know is very productive and and. Yeah, Dallas Turner. Yeah, I mean, uh, and again, uh, it's just you know when when you when you neglect taking a position for so long, um, you know that that you need to have whether it's been pass rush, whether it's been quarterback or whatever like that. You know, there comes a point where you have to get away from best available player, best guy, or best athlete, or whatever. You want to call it? I mean that that's that's kind of where we're at with this. That at some point we have to either dip back in the well to go get a first round pass rusher, or we've got to dip into the well and go get us a first round quarterback. And for too many drafts, we've you know taken guys that you know again, it's not that they're bad players, but what wins in the NFL? One is your quarterback. One is getting after the quarterback and in wreaking havoc on an offense. 404-726-0929. Let's go out to Paul out in Sugar Hill. What's going on, Paul? How's it going tonight? Hey, buddy. How's it going, man? Thank you for taking my call. Sure, buddy. I'm going to make a comment, and then I'll just hang up, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to listen to hear hear what you say. But um, So if you can, if y'all can put me on hold so I can hear your response. Okay. Great. Okay. But I listened to to McKay's 
uh, comments today on your afternoon radio show. He had some great comments about what his job role is and what how him and the owner work with the coaching staff, with Terry, Jim. And, you know, I'm not making – it's not a big deal that Terry didn't show up at any of these uh, news, news uh, conferences because he's right. You know, everybody was going to attack Terry and say, why, why, why? Well, I do think we need to go after a quarterback first. We've got to find a head coach. I don't know if talking about skill positions is the right thing right now other than a quarterback. Um, and the reason I say that is is that, you know, I know Arthur Smith liked our quarterback situation, obviously. He was in the dark and was just clueless to that fact. But to have Rich McKay come on and say, you know, we support, we listen to our coaches, well, I do kind of blame them for the quarterback situation and him personally because he did drink the Kool-Aid that the coach was telling him how good Ritter was and so on. So I'm looking forward to a new coach. I'm looking forward, even though I, I, I have a lot of respect for the players, they have nothing but great things to say about Arthur Smith. You can tell he's a players coach, but it was time for him to leave. But I would like for us to really go after a good quarterback early, a young quarterback early, uh, uh, and find us a good, decent head coach because we do have the places in the right, and we do, we do have we do have players in the right places now, but we just got some things that some loose strings that are very important to tie up, and I just don't think Rich McKay is really accepting the responsibility of of drinking that Kool-Aid that everybody was telling them about our quarterback situation. And I don't want to see that situation arise again in the future. So I'll hang up and see what your comments are. And I appreciate your time. No problem. Thank you so much. Look, um, you, you have to let your coach and your GM figure out the, the personnel of your roster and you have to trust in, again, if you can't trust in their scouting and things like that, and you got the wrong guys. Now, as far as let me let me address one thing at a time. So the first thing with Terry Fontenot, it, it is a big deal because this is a franchise that needs all the good PR. And again, Terry is liked. The two guys that are up there, Arthur Blank and Rich McKay, people are not big fans right now of of the direction that they see this organization and this franchise. That they're not there. That those guys aren't rallying anybody behind them to support them right now. Okay. Maybe that'll change, but right now, most – I mean, again, you know how many people that I get that fire rich, sell the team, you know, this – that. again, those guys don't rally anybody to the cause. Terry should have been up there. Secondly is uh, you have to believe in the evaluations that your GM and your coach give as far as evaluating whether it's quarterback, wide receiver, whatever. Look, there's no way, there's no, there's no reason to draft a another skill position player that's not a quarterback in the first round. Like that would be ludicrous, and that's why I brought that up. Just because, again, if you, I don't care if you draft Brock, Brock Bowers, again, until we get a quarterback, you know, or, or we get a premier edge, like we're not going to change the dynamic of our franchise. Got plenty of guys that are talented people and players. But you're you're talking about changing the dynamic of the franchise. That is only influenced by a few positions on the football field. 
And and I know everybody brought up, oh, you know, Jesse Bates had a great year. I, I know Jesse Bates had a great year. But if I'm spending $64 million, it's not for guys who are standing 10 yards away from the line of scrimmage. It's just not. Again, the Browns, they had Deshaun Watson. He gets hurt. He missed the whole year. They've got P.J. Tucker or Joe Flacco or who's the other quarterback that they had that that was in uh, that played for the Browns um, this year. Uh, let me pull that up. This is the dude who was the Green Bay backup for a minute, the Notre Dame kid. The Joe Flacco, Deshaun Watson, Dorian Thompson Robinson, sorry, UCLA guy, Dorian Thompson Robinson, PJ Walker, and Jeff Driscoll. That's the five guys that made stuff. DTR. Five guys that made starts. Let, Let me repeat that. Oren, five guys made starts. Including Flacco, Deshaun, Dorian Thompson Robinson, PJ Walker, and Jeff Driscoll. And, and why were they eleven and five or eleven and six? Finishing second behind the best team in the AFC? Wasn't because they had Nick Chubb all year either. They're the best defense in the NFL, and they have one of the kinds of guys that drastically influences a game. And I'm sorry for all of the good that Jesse Bates is. He doesn't influence the game the way that Micah Parsons and Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett do. And that's not a knock against what what his value is and how good of a player that he is, but there are few positions on the football field that truly influence and dictate what games are. You think that Lawrence Taylor influenced a lot of games in his career? You know, th- those guys are few and far between. And when you have one of those kinds of guys, or if you have a quarterback, you know, um, but again, we're talking about the defensive side of football. You can get away with starting five different quarterbacks when you have those kinds of players on your defense and you play that kind of defense. And they are. They're the best defense in the NFL. I don't care what the stats tell you. They are the best defense in the NFL, and they're going to have the guy that wins the Defensive Player of the Year award because he's a complete game wrecker, changes the outcome of games. It's not coincidence that Dallas all of a sudden, you know, is all of a sudden one of the top teams in the NFL because of guys like Micah Parsons. And so when we don't have some of those kinds of guys, we've got good players. But if you can't find a quarterback and you can't find a premier edge guy, it's hard to get where you want to go. And I don't care if you draft them, free agent, whatever, you know, if you don't have some of those kinds of guys on your roster, you kind of sputter around. You've got good players and this, that, and the other. But you, you, you have to have some premier position types of guys. And quarterback and a dominant defensive end. Those are the two most premium. Then you throw in offensive line, and then you can go you know, from there. But you have to have those kinds of guys. And that's why I say, I don't know how you get away from quarterback right now. I don't know how you get away from the idea of with the number eight pick or a first-round pick or whatever, you know, however you're going to do it, 
You have to have those kinds of guys. And that's the frustrating part is just, you know, when you're so deficient at quarterback, you know, we don't, we just, you can't win in the NFL. You just, you can't in today's league. That's why those guys get $40 million a year. Even the Browns begged Baker Mayfield. I, I promise you, folks, the Browns begged Baker Mayfield just to do something and take their money. They were going to pay him. They wanted to pay him. But he couldn't even get out of his own way. Hence, he's now with the Suckineers. And now he's in the playoffs. Boy, they. All right, when we get back, it'll be time for That's Life. The, I'll argue the biggest star in Hollywood is now setting up shop at a new home. Plus our top ten as well. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 92 on the game, the Odyssey.com app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at it, Chuck Reese Show. 9.23, live from the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. We'll uh, get to our top ten here in uh, just a couple of minutes. Um, Oren, did you see where uh, Tom Cruise has um, set up uh, you know, a deal with Warner Brothers with a new movie partnership that he is going to star in. He's also going to produce and help develop. And I will say, I I don't know that I don't know that there are guys that and I'm not talking about from a thespian point of view, you know, as far as acting skills go or whatever like that. But I don't know if there's many guys or actors or actresses that have a better catalog of movies than what Tom Cruise does. And, and right now I would say he's the most bankable star in Hollywood. I, I don't know if there's anybody that you can Either count on more. Or, or The Rock, one of those two. Oh, God, The Rock. How many bad movies has he made, though? Bad, but how many did they turn profits for, though? Like, I, it's I, bad, but it still banks. Those Kevin Hart movies? They those banked, made though, money? man. They made tons of oh money. Oh, my God. Jeez, man, that speaks more about to where we're at as a society, I believe. So, But uh, it is interesting because, you know, Tom Cruise is, like I said, arguably the biggest star in Hollywood. And, again, I'm not comparing, you know, the 
the level of acting ability that he has to Pacino or De Niro or something like that. But when you want box office and, and you want star power and you want just movies that are fun and good to watch, like I don't know if there's anybody better than Tom Cruise. I mean, we, jo- we you joke about The Rock, but The Rock's made so many bad movies. Like, again, Top Gun and the, and the Mission Impossible series and, and even some of the other movies that he's made. Like, I think War of the Worlds is a good movie. I think there are so many, like, little good movies that he's obviously been a part of in his career that, again, Rain Man and things like that. I mean, there there are a lot of good movies that he's done besides the big franchise movies. Your thoughts? I mean, bad or good. If it's still banging in Hollywood, nobody cares about it if it sucks, though, right? Well, I do if I'm paying my $23. But you know what you did, though? What? If you went and saw a bad movie and you paid 23 bucks for it, you still pay 23 bucks for it, though, right? No, I get that. But but I don't but the reason I I don't pay $23 as much anymore as what I used to is because most of the stuff that's out there is crap. Like again, like when I pay my 23, look, I'll pay my 23 bucks for a ticket. I'll go to the AMC theater at at North Point Mall. I'll get a couple of drinks and some popcorn. You know, it ends up being what 40, 45 bucks by the time it's all said and done, you know, it's for a, all the refreshment price. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, again, if I'm going to pay that money, I want to see Mission Impossible. I want to see Top Gun. I want to see Batman. Like, most of these movies, just, I, I'm not going to invest my money and time in, you know, to, to see those kinds of movies. But if it looks like it's intriguing, I'll, I'll invest my money in all of that. And he's one of the few guys that, honestly, like, I can count on him, you know, to be even Mission Impossible 17 is going to be better than Kevin Hart and The Rock in Central Intelligence or Funky Pants, you know, McGuire or whatever. I I don't know. Whatever. That's not a movie. Well, whatever. (laughs) I don't know what you're doing. Well, all right. So. Kevin Hart and The Rock, and meanwhile, back at the morgue. What? <laughs> do you want me to? Do you want me to give you? Do you want me, Oren, to give you a few book titles that could be movies? What's next in that's life, John Chuckery? How about that? Ah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, happy birthday today to um, Jimmy Page, the guitarist, lead guitarist for Led Zeppelin. Uh, Dave Matthews of the Dave Matthews Band. Uh, it's his birthday um, today. Um, so tonight's top ten list. Your top ten overrated musical acts or artists of all time. Oren, the floor is yours. All right. This one was a tough one at first. But once I kind of realized, like, well, you know what? I got quite a few of these. Um, I can't stand jam bands can't okay. stand them think it i just i don't get them i don't understand them jam bands to me just i don't get yeah. three chord strum and that's all it is just a bunch of guys or mm. girls just a group of people on stage just just playing aimlessly man yeah. i just I don't, yeah. I don't know what you guys are doing right now so to that end uh two of my bands fish and dave matthews i do consider dave matthews a jam band i have both of them on my list i, I i've got dave matthews i i don't get the, I I don't get the appeal, and, and they they do 
massive business. Numbers. I, I mean, live concerts, they bank. Like they, Dave Matthews is just a juggernaut on the live tour scene, and I don't understand it at all. Like, I don't get it. Maybe I'm just not a pothead or, you know, this, that, or the other. Like, may, maybe there's something I need to do chemically to enhance myself to be able to figure right. it all out. Um, also, the next qualification, if you have to be seen live to be appreciated, you are not. Yeah, you're on my list, too. Okay. So to that end, I have John Cougar Mellencamp. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I can understand that. I can understand that. And I put the boss on here. I put Bruce. Of course. He's on my list. I, I, I have never understood the appeal of Bruce Springsteen. You know, a long time ago... There were lots of people. Mm-hmm. Here's a song about a car. I, I don't get the. I, I don't get the. I don't get the whole. He's a folk guy. He's a rocker. I, I. I don't get the whole thing. And and what people think is great music that he puts out, like Steak Shapiro, I don't. Under, I don't understand. Like I. If I have to see the. If I have to see them live to understand their appeal, no. I'm sorry. Like, I just, uh-uh. Like, I want to put on an album of theirs, and I want to get whatever appeal at that point well, can I get from them. But, but if, I have to, if I have to see an artist live to understand what's so great about them, then they've lost me. So I, I will say this, though, one caveat about that, though, Warren. I've seen Kid Rock live. I think Kid Rock is very entertaining, and I think it's a lot of fun. The, the, I saw him at Music Midtown. He put on a great show. Now, does that make me want to go out and buy Kid Rock albums and, and listen to his catalog? No, because I know it's crap. But he puts on a good show, and you know he embraces the Detroit heritage, and he was doing Motown and Bob Seger and Glenn Fry. I, I get all that. But I, I understand your point about if I have to go see a band live, you know, is that the only way I'm going to ever buy their records? I mean, so... Um, but I, I don't I don't understand the appeal of Bruce Springsteen at all. Kid Rock almost made the list, but took Kid Rock off. Found some ones that were better. Um, to that end, um, if you've got a front person who is just sort of, I guess, there and doesn't offer a whole, whole lot, you're overrated. To that end, Maroon 5, like Adam Levine, like... I've seen them in concert. It's, just, it's, it's, it's a bunch of substance with no real umph to it. The Doors. Oh yeah, God I mean, bless the Doors. You know, you know they. You know, if you read about them, they even admitted they had all of those great songs on their very first album, and 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 I'll give you another band that this happened to was Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh that, yeah, that they it peaked with Crack View Mirror. Yeah, and that was it. But they they talked about the Doors talked about Ray Manzarek and these guys talked about it, and and Hootie and the Blowfish talked about. It. There's so much pressure after that first album. You go on tour and you do this and you do that and all this kind of stuff. And you have to either, you have to A, follow up that album. And B, when you're on tour all the time, you don't have time to write. Like the Doors talked about, they they had a decade's worth of songs that they put on that first album. Hooting the Blowfish the same way. Like those bands had played for so long and had developed their songs for so long. And then now in three months you got to write a whole nother set of an album, like that's the thing about about that kind of you know touring and then have to turn around and, and, and put out another album. 
that you can't develop those songs over a period of time. And that happened to, you know, Hooper and the Fish that they just they were not able to match the success after that first album. You'd be absolutely right. Absolutely right. Although uh, Darius Rucker is much more likable than Jim Morrison. So. Oh, yeah. Well, again, you know, as Dennis Leary said, you know, we, we need a three hour movie about the doors. No, we don't. Here, here's the movie. I'm drunk. I'm nobody. I'm drunk. I'm famous. I'm drunk. I'm fat. I'm drunk. I'm dead. dead. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Died, that's it. Um, my last couple ones I have here. Uh, I'm sorry if this is gonna make some local folks mad. I don't get the B52s, man. I don't. I I don't get them. They they are a fantastic band to see live. Well, they there you go. There you go. I, see? I, and, and I've I've seen I've seen them multiple times live. They are a fantastic band. That if you're you're going out and you want to watch a concert, like they are fantastic live. I I will give them credit. I don't I don't understand their music, like some of the wacky music that they put out. Rock Lobster. Yeah, but but I will tell you, they're fantastic live. Oh man, if you want. Have, to. have you ever seen them live? No, I have not. Oh. They don't tour anymore. They're, they're fantastic. I mean, I've seen like I'm I said, thinking, I've they, their their last show, if I'm not mistaken, was at the. Uh... Either was at the Fox or was at the Georgia Theater. I saw them at a private event um, at the um, Tabernacle years ago, and they were fantastic. I, I, again, I I don't I know some of their songs because they were hits, mm-hmm. but I could not tell you their catalog. But they're just fun to watch live. You know, again, doesn't make me want to go out and buy their albums or anything like that. And you know, again, I know Rome and Love Shack, baby. You yeah. know, I get all that, but. Uh, my last couple ones I have here: uh, Chris Martin and Coldplay. Yeah, I've no got them on my whatsoever. list as well. And then uh, Clapton, just because I think he's an overrated guitarist. Ooh, yeah. And then uh, my final one. This one hurts because I love this band, but good lord, David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth. My gosh, like I, I recognize that a lot of the glam rock. He's kind of the forefather of that, but my god, dude, like solo bad David Lee Roth is solo bad. or. Or with Van Halen? Kind of maybe both. Can, can I tell you, I like Van Hager better than I do Van Halen. Ooh, okay, that's tough. Yeah. I'm not a, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a Halen over Hagar guy, okay. but that's my tip. Okay. Um, So I do have Dave Matthews on my list. I've got Coldplay as well. I've got Bruce Springsteen on my list. Um, And, and we make fun of this guy with, uh, with, with Dylan Matthews, Drake. Like, I don't understand the appeal of, of Drake's music. Bad thing. Drake almost made my Bad list. Things. Drake Bad is, things. Drake though is the guy who um Bad he 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 got his sort yes, of inspiration exactly. from a guy, one of my favorite artists of all time, Fonse from my little brother. And because the of Fonz? that, not not the Fonz. The Fonz uh, Arthur no, Arthur not, Fonzarelli? Not Arthur Fonzarelli. Fon- hey. Fonte. Fonte. Hey. Little brother. So, Justice League. So fi- yeah. because he's been inspired the by Fonte. Justice League. He was part of the Justice League as he, well. He was Batman. Yes. Okay. There you go. That's pretty good. Um, two classic rock bands. Because Jimmy Page. I don't understand Led Zeppelin. Ooh, okay. I don't. I don't get Led Zeppelin at all. All right. Every song is 17 minutes long, and it's just I. I don't get the appeal of Led Zeppelin. I know okay. they're the four, the Godfathers of heavy metal and all that. I don't no, get the appeal of Led Zeppelin. The, a lot of the blues influences in their early stuff with the Yardbirds not 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 happening. I like the Yardbirds more than I do Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, Pink Floyd is another one. I don't I don't get Pink Floyd. Yeah. I I don't and I know again that's a band you have to be drugged up and and coked up and whatever. Watching the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah, and and play the record backwards and all this kind of stuff and to get the satanic messages. I don't get all of that the, that kind of stuff. 
Um, I've never understood the appeal of U2. Really? Yeah. I, I, I like the, I like Edge. I like the Edge. Uh, and, and you know, I'll, I'll put it this way. The the two songs that I like more from U2 that, that were written by members of U2, Golden Eye, that Tina Turner sang as the James Bond theme, that was written by Bono and the Edge, and the Mission Impossible theme when they brought Mission Impossible back, that that was that was done by the Edge and uh, what's the other guy's name? Andrew is it Andrew Clayton or something like that? Give me like give me like U two up until like what beautiful day? So I guess oh one. Like, oh. Give me give me give it to me up until then before I, you know. The, I can understand that Joshua Tree has vertigo a feel and all to that it. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Chung Baby is awesome. Ugh. No, no thanks. Um, Pearl Jam, never understood the appeal of Pearl oh, Jam. Oh, that a grunge guy. Okay. No. I like, listen, I love Nirvana. I don't like Pearl Jam. Okay. Um, Bob Dylan, great songwriter. Hey, I, hey, I never. Hey, thank you, Rolling hey, Stone. Hey, yeah. Hey, I, I like his songs that he's written, but they're much better done by other artists. And uh, my last one on here is maybe the most controversial. I'm not a big fan of Beyonce's solo stuff. And you can bring the beehive after me all you want. I love Destiny's Child. I love Destiny's Child. I think they they are fantastic. I'm not a big fan of all the Beyonce solo stuff. Not touching that one. Rank them when we get back. 404-726-0929. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuck Reese show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios with you. Jason Longshore in Atlanta Soccer tonight coming up at the top of the hour. I but... see his face on the screen. He is locked in and oh, ready okay. to roll. Oh, he's he's going to be live? No, 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 no. I, I see him on. I see him streaming. I'm waving oh, at okay. him right now. He can't he can't see me waving, though, but okay. I'm waving at him. But he does the show live, or is it already recorded? He's, got, he's live. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to Jason's know. Jason's live and ready we're, to roll. We're, we're going to be doing Hi, something. Jason. We're going to be doing something at Top Golf here in a couple few weeks. Uh, we're going to be hosting uh, together for an event that he's got uh, going on. So, we used to have a little bit of fun on the weekends, picking Randy's brain, picking Hugh's brain. Sometimes I would give them a list of things to put in order. We decided to steal it, and we call this segment Rank 'em. I guess that's my cue. Yes, that's your that's your cue. You, you, have, have, have we done the show before? Yeah, I thought normally I'd have more of an introduction than that. But do, do we? Uh, do I need to send you more book titles? Please don't. Stop. It's the worst. Uh, reading, writing, <laughs> talking, thinking. Um, talking one, thinking two, reading three, and I don't like to write. I'm I'm I, and I'm old school, but uh, I I don't I don't like to write. So there you go. Uh, rank these four in order of Heisman finish, predicted Heisman finish next year. Rank these four. Mm-hmm. Carson Beck, Jalen Milrow, Dylan Gabriel, and if he stays, Quinn Ewers. 
I think Jalen Milrow will go in as the Heisman favorite next year. Um, I'm actually going to take Carson Beck, number two. Um, I will go. I will go. Dylan Gabriel three or sorry four. Who'd you say the other one was? Quinn Ewers. Oh, I think Quinn Ewers three. Yeah, and 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 I, I, I don't think people buy into Dylan Gabriel anymore. Really? Yeah. I, I again. He keeps transferring to every, you know, he's played for like five different schools. He's transferring to offensive powerhouses. Yeah, and and he just kind of keeps transferring around until he finds the right guy or fit or whatever. So. I mean, hey, that's, that's not a bad thing to do, though, right? I guess. You can't be with the one you love. Love the one you're with? Love whatever school you're at now. Okay. There you go. Uh, from the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line here. Here we go. Rank the old school knowledge or knows more about than your other dopey millennial producers have. Yep. Okay. Old school music, old school sports, old school wrestling, or old school movies. So what knowledge do I have more than any of your other producers? Rank those in order, sir. So I would say I would say old school music one. Okay. Now Day Day's not a dopey millennial. He's not. Absolutely yeah. not. Uh, Dylon um, certainly is. Miles from last night. Miles, he qualifies yes, as a dopey yes, millennial. Yes. Um, although he does have a kid, so he's kind of half dopey millennial. <laughs> so, um, millennial. Uh, old school music, I would say one. Old school wrestling, number two, for sure. I would say old school movies, number three. And old school sports, number four. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. Were you, were you ever like a DJ or anything like that? No, never DJ. Okay. I wish I, I'd love to I, DJ. I think Day Day. Hasn't Day Day been a DJ and stuff Maybe. like that too? Maybe I, I thought he DJ. was at one time. What about Dylon? Was he ever a DJ or anything like that? Does he do anything like that? Dylon does so many things. Yeah. I, he well, wears so yeah. many hats. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if on his uh, his business card, DJ's like the, like the fifth slash after yeah. the fifth slash or something. Um, rank these NXT ladies. Tiffany Stratton. Carmen Petrovic, Chelsea Green, or Maxine Dupree? Um, I, I will go. What was the first name? Tiffany Stratton, right? Tiffany yeah, Stratton. Yeah, I, I go her number one. Um, Maxine Dupree. What was the other two? Uh, Carmen Petrovic and Chelsea Green. Uh, I'll put Chelsea Green at four. I'll put I'll put Petrovic at two. And I'll put uh, who'd you say the other one was? Um, Chelsea Green. No, Ch- who's the other one? Chelsea Green's gonna go four. Oh, Maxine Dupree. Maxine yeah. Dupree. I'll yeah. put her at number three. Okay. She's on the main show nowadays uh, with with Otis and what Chad Gable and all that stuff. So. Speaking, we'll keep it in the same vein of wrestling uh, wrestling ladies mm-hmm. here. Medusa, Missy Hyatt, Baby Doll, Stacy Keebler. Let's go to WCW with that. You know, uh, I was at um, I was at Main Event Fitness when uh, Stacy Keebler won the Nitro Girls Tryout Contest. Did, were you? Said, yes. Um, you weren't a judge. You just were there. No, no, I was. Yeah, I was just there. Yeah. Um, they again, Kimberly Page, formerly DDP's, yeah, DDP's wife, wife. Yeah. She ran the Nitro Girls and all that stuff, and they had a contest there. Um, so I was there for that. Uh, that's that's why I saw that. That was the only time I've seen her in person, uh, Stacy Keebler. But you know what? I go Missy Hyatt. I go old school, number one with Missy Hyatt. Um, 
Medusa or AKA Alundra Blaze, as she that's was right known in as. the WWF. Yes. That's right, Alundra Blaze. Alundra, Alundra Blaze and through the through the WWE Women's Title in the trash can on Nitro. I I dig her. I I I think she's a great wrestler. I'll go her number two. She was a uh, what does she like ravishing Rick Rude's valet for a minute? Ooh, I think she was. She might have been. Yes. When he, he, he came been. to WCW, I think that's who he had in ringside. She had she had some of the great matches against some of the Japanese women when the Japanese women were really physical and really good. Because um, she was a, again, she could whip your tail. Like, Medusa is one of those people that can, she can know, fight. She, she can shoot, yeah. Um, who was the other one besides Stacey Keebler? What was, the, what was the other one? Baby Doll. Oh, I go Stacey Keebler 3, and uh, I was never a big fan of Baby Doll. She was married to... Um, Oh gosh, Jake the Snake's brother. Um, gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Jake, uh, wasn't she married to Jake the Snake's brother? She was married to a wrestler one time. Was it her that was married to Jake the Snake's brother? Who? Um, oh gosh, I, I can't remember his name. Um, he was. She was. Yes. What? What's his name? What was his perform gimmick name? It was. Hold on. It was some like cowboy gimmick or something like that. Oh, gosh. No, I can't find it. Uh, Sam Houston? Sam Houston. Yes. Sam Man. Houston. Yes. Okay. Moving right along here uh, from the text line also here. Rank these 80 songs. John Waite, I Ain't Missing You. Mr. Mr. Broken Wings. Rockwell, Somebody's Watching Me. Corey Hart, Sunglasses at Night. Uh, Broken Wings is number one. Um, somebody's Watching Me is probably number two. Uh, I ain't missing you. And what was the other one? Sunglasses at night. I'll go sunglasses at night, and John Waite would be number four. Yeah. Um, like half those guys were on General Hospital too, by the way. Oh God, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Corey Hart was on General Hart, I believe, and and or General Hospital, and uh, John Waite was on General Hospital uh, as well. So, uh, let me do real quickly yeah, from tweets. my from my Twitter page. Um. From our buddy Alvy Cohen to tell the truth, password, truth or consequences, or the pyramid. Pyramid definitely number one. I'll go to tell the truth number two. I'll go password three, and I was never a big fan of truth or consequences. And finally, from Matt Ryan, rank these game-managing national championship quarterbacks. Ken Dorsey, A.J. McCarron, Stetson Bennett, J.J. McCarthy. I think Dorsey was better than a game manager, but... Let's get playing for a hot minute, well, a hot second in the NFL. Well, he was a really good college quarterback, though. Um, I'll go Dorsey number one. I'll go Stetson number two. I'll go AJ McCarron number three, and JJ McCarthy is probably number four, and he's probably not one of the more talented quarterbacks to win a national title. But he's going to go like somebody's going to fall in love with him, and he's going to take him in the first round this year. God, these criminals. See, that's that's gonna happen, John. It, <sighs> it's it's hey, it just takes that one team. He's gonna he's gonna find it's yeah. they're gonna be like Meanwhile back at the morgue. Uh, anyway. <laughs> wrapping things up. <laughs> wrapping things up on I the had show. Had to just make it about that. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I had to take it back there. <laughs> Love TKO up next, Chuck Green Key Studios, Sports Radio Net the Game Odyssey.com app.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.